Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide, the show that teaches realtors how to create a thriving real estate business. Welcome to today's episode of the Real Estate Survival Guide. We are closing out a series. We've had three episodes now with my lender, Susan Wood, does a great job for her clients. And I thought it was very important to bring her back for one final episode talking about how we can do a better job of educating people, educating our audience, obviously through social media is a big one for both myself and Susan. And as we got ready to record this, I think it's just, you know, realtors and lenders and everyone out there, I I always talk about what are you going to post and how are you going to share your journey and educate people? And a lot of them are kind of looking at me like, well, I don't know what to post. But the thing is, even the things that are basic to you, a you know, a lender who's been licensed for years, a realtor who's been, you know, a realtor for four or five years, you know, there's still basic things that people don't know about the home buying process. Susan just connected with me and we said over the past couple episodes with her about a client that was using another realtor. That client, when I met them on Zoom, literally the first day Susan introduced us, an hour later, I was on Zoom with them was like, oh, no, our old realtor never told us that. Our old realtor never told us that. So I think there is so much potential in educating people. Basically, the stuff that seems ordinary to us is extraordinary to someone that does not have the education we have. So I know the value of this, and I'd love, and I want Susan to jump in here uh, and kind of share how this has helped her business, how she's kind of educated people without it asking for business. And uh, you've done a really good job of it with social media. So let's jump in and talk about that. Yeah. So I, this client specifically, she, I have to just give a shout out to John because I pretty much told her how quickly he works um, and how rapidly things can happen when you're working with him, if you really want to um, get serious in this process. And I told her, I told her how quickly one of our clients went from saying, I think I can only rent and looking at rentals with John to going under contract on a house. Um, Susan, what was that? What was that? Let's, what was that client in York? Two weeks, three weeks? I seriously think it might've been three weeks. And that's only because they were delayed by wanting to make an offer on a different house first that they didn't end up. We made an offer. Yeah, guys. So we'll just real quick. They made an offer on another house. Susan did a great job on the lending piece. And we actually were probably going to be the winning offer. And the listing agent that night, uh, he said, I am so sorry for the first time in 15 years. I met with my clients tonight and we were going to accept your offer. And they decided to remove their house from the market. And I was like, I was kind of ticked off, but I'm like, hey, you know what? You know, I I trust the pro I I trust that like the right house will be there and that, you know, God will guide whatever it's supposed to be. And so I said to these clients, I'm like, hey, it just wasn't meant to be. And I actually think the house they have since found to gone under contract is a much better fit for them. Bigger yard. It really is. And so, like, I think everything happens for a reason. But but yeah, it was a couple weeks, and now in early December, they will settle on their home when in early to mid-October, they didn't think they could buy a home. And so anyway, sorry to jump in there, but that's how quick it can happen when we educate and serve our clients. To add some color to, they are a family of six. They did have that belief system that we can't buy. And I will tell you that belief system is going to keep you from becoming a homeowner far before rates or prices or whatever will do that. Yeah. Um, lack of yeah. inventory is less of a problem than the false belief that you can't buy. So yes, they knowing your clients is a huge part of that too, because they are very um, strong believers. They're very spiritual and they were... 
um, just praying and filling out this the process and making the offer in the first place. And then the seller decided to take the home off the market despite receiving multiple offers. So for them, they were like, this is okay. That stinks. But yes. this is what we were saying by like, oh, we're praying about it. We hope it's all just the right thing. You know, I know everybody is different in regards to their inherent beliefs and how they approach those things. But for these people, we knew that they were like, they were like, okay, this is a sign. Um, and the house they did end up with, yeah, I mean, it's it's really awesome. I was really happy for them. So mm-hmm. yes, everything does happen for a reason. That being said, these clients, so any of them really, education is really important. Yes. But yeah. only when you have a um, an audience that's willing and engaged and wants to learn, because otherwise you're just speaking to dead ears. So for me, I found it, it's a lot easier to go ahead, get on TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Snapchat, all of it. And, um, you know, YouTube, post your stuff there, but post with free value. Don't, don't say, Hey, when you apply with me, we'll go over all of your loan options, etc. You need to just throw out some free value for people, add value without them bringing anything to you yet. Cause I think that's where people get pushed off with us as salespeople. At the end of the day, that is what we are. And they don't want to be sold to. They want, want to buy, but no one wants to have a salesman, you know, calling, emailing, blind texting, whatever. So for me, I post things that are answering the regular questions I get on a daily basis from clients or non-clients. I have people text me all the time asking me questions and they don't apply with me for months because I educated them in the first place. They've already kind of grown that bond with me and felt confident in my work and my knowledge. So as far as educating clients, sharing knowledge, just making better social media and ultimately better business from it, you got to get out there and let people know you know, what your market looks like, um, what you can really get for 230 in Lancaster County, 230 in York County. Uh, maybe that's not much. Doesn't matter. You got to go out there. You got to show them. People need to know. And by seeing this, they already grow that bond with you. And they kind of feel more open to asking you other questions regarding your market, regarding just the process. We just talked about an earnest money deposit. Do you know how many people, when I ask them for a copy of the earnest money deposit check, don't know what I'm talking about? So if you contract and your client still doesn't know what the deposit check is, we have a problem because that as a, as a realtor, that's you, that's your job to educate them. Um, It's further in the process, but it's just one of those, it's those red flags. And I said, I'm like, I feel like, we got to open the lines of communication and your client should really, really be informed every step of the way. When they go to buy their buy their next home, they should be doing it with more knowledge than the first time. And unfortunately, a lot of people, they do come back around as non-first time home buyers. And they're like, we went through this process before, but honestly, I didn't really know what was going on the whole time. And you're going to have to walk me through this. You're going to have to handhold. I'm happy to do that. I love I, to educate, but that doesn't happen. I even shake my head as you say that because it's just... It blows my mind because I did as a buyer. I just sign, 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 sign. But it is wild to me. There is way too much. It could be risk. It could be whatever. Let's just say risk. There is so much risk associated with you just saying, I sent you the docs, click them. And what if they come back and be like, oh, well, I didn't really offer that amount or that wasn't the deposit. I didn't realize my realtor was making me sign that. 
you are in big trouble. Hey, realtors, go ahead and Google 2020 realtors inspections and you tell me what you find. But basically, realtors are getting sued because they said to their clients, quote, you cannot get inspections in this market. Well, guess what? This client that you connect me with said, hey, our old agent said like this quote, if you inspect, don't expect, like don't expect anything or don't expect to get your offer taken. And I'm like, I think I said, I'm sorry to the agent, but he is kind of, I said, yeah, he's an idiot. I said, all of my clients are getting inspections. How, John? Well, and Susan, you've seen it. Right. I call the agent. Hey, what well, we'll get the deal done. We really need inspections. It's a first time home buyer or this and that. But we can get a two day contingency so much so that I've had inspectors penciled in two days later the next day before we were even officially under contract. Because here's the deal, guys. I have to protect your best interests. And part of educating is me saying, yes, this is a good home, but I cannot decide that an inspector needs to. But it is just, anyway, look, I, I went on a rant. I always go on these rants with people. It is just wild to me that people would just blindly trust their agent, right? I have to every single day earn that trust. Susan has to every day earn that trust. We do that by answering the questions on social media. Realtors, you, you some of you frustrate me because guess what? You don't know what to put on social media. Answer any questions. Go look at your agreement of sale or pre-approval or cost estimate. Just pull them up and think about what questions you would have. Or maybe you do because you're newer and not educated. Think, look at it. Okay, it says earnest deposit within five days. What does that even mean? Oh, it says inspections. What are the different types of inspections? What are the contingencies on this agreement of sale? How am I protecting my client? Right. I can tell you right now, mortgage contingency, appraisal contingency, inspection contingency. These are all answers. You could be on social media answering. Susan, you just put up one and it was actually about you connecting me to this client and and. How they messaged you on Instagram and said, hey, I've been following you. I don't think my lender's doing a good job. Can we talk? You talk. She loved you. And you said, how do you like your realtor? You weren't trying to steal the business. But then they said, well, not really. He doesn't show his homes. He said, he answers, oh, there's an, you want to go see it? There's an open house Sunday. Oh, I'm not available today. Not even a reason. Just, and you connected them to me and I appreciate it. Well, guess what? Answer the questions that people are asking. All right, I vented, but I'll let you kind of jump in because I, I know how powerful the education is to you. People blindly trust us because we're supposed to be great at our job. And all of us, every lender and every realtor, everyone will tell you they are amazing at their job. They're the best. They'll get the deal done. They will knock it out of the park. How can we all be the best? Think about it. So you can't blindly trust your lender and your realtor. And that stinks. You can blindly trust me. You can blindly trust John. You can blindly trust a lot of the people we work with because we sifted through, we sifted through a lot of frogs to get to that point. So unfortunately, as a client, like more times than not, you can't blindly trust your realtor. And I saw this specifically. In my personal life, when I was an assistant, the mm. uh, my boyfriend actually went under contract and he was using a realtor. Unfortunately, 
there was a minor mistake in the sales contract. And I looked over it just as a courtesy and it did not elect a mortgage contingency. So oh I explained my word. I explained to him and I was very, I was very pleased with the rest of the process. So, you know, it's not, and this person not written off, nothing like that, but it, it was, um, it was as an assistant, I'm like, Hey, I'm pretty sure this means that if the mortgage falls through, you still have to buy the house. And so, or you lose your deposit. I, yeah. Or you lose your deposit. Yeah. So like I said, I was a loan officer assistant back at this point and I was more just looking over it as a courtesy and I was like, Hey, that looks off you should go ahead and check with him. And the response from him was, oh, sorry, that was a typo. I'll get that fixed. And then we had it signed and made an offer. So had my boyfriend's girlfriend not conveniently being a loan officer or assistant who was just excited about the transaction and wanted to see the paper, um, that would have been made without the mortgage contingency. So... There's things like that where this is, I'm telling you too, this is, this is a really good agent. Like I have genuinely actually been very impressed with him in other circumstances. That was my first experience and the very prime example of you can't blindly trust. At the end of the day, we're all human and we make mistakes. Um, so they should, they should not become habits. Right. But that sat with me that, do you know the type of liability you were putting on? Mm-hmm my my boyfriend buyer by a typo and that's why i think all of us yeah and that's why i think it's important you know i even say this trust but verify right like i my clients trust me unequivocally right but i still say to them hey i have a system to triple check that i made the right agreement of sale price the right deposit price the right contingencies but I still want you to go to page two. All right. Is our offer 250? Is that what I wrote? Yes. Deposit amount 10,000. Is that what I wrote? Yes. All right. And then you'll see that you're going to initial for electing X, Y, and Z inspections. Is that correct? And what we agreed upon? Yes. So again, right. We talked before about going the extra mile. Now we're talking about educating, right? It's so important these things are important. This is a, do- a very important document. This is not something to do while you're sitting watching TV. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'm watching sports doing an agreement of sale, but I make sure I double check it when I'm not distracted later to make sure what they're signing is correct. It's very important. You have to think again, it goes back to like, how do you want to be treated? Are we treating, are we educating our clients in a way that we wish we were treated? So many realtors say to me like, oh, I got in this business because my realtor didn't do a good job. Okay, so are you actually doing a good job? Would you you fire yourself or would you uh, keep working with yourself? I think that's a good gut check for realtors and lenders to discuss with themselves internally. Really good one. It definitely is. Like there's definitely, there's absolutely, there's absolutely been periods of my career where I was like, I just, I'm not someone who would work with myself. Like, so I got to get my crap together. And maybe it was all of a day. It was one bad day, you know, but where I was just like, I got to get myself back in line and re recenter and just knock it out of the park again. Cause I don't feel like I'm doing that. I'm not the person that I would work with or recommend everyone work with. So, you know, those, that is a, that's a serious gut check and it's a simple one too. It's not hard to remember. So I, 
it's important. Put it in your back pocket, guys. Seriously. Absolutely. Well, this is so important. Educating your clients is so important about a big decision about about the agreement of sale, what they're signing, those the mortgage documents. And I think Susan does a great job of using her social media to educate people without a pitch, without saying, use me to get your mortgage, just educating people. This client that we've discussed a few times that we just found literally just followed you on Instagram, loved the education piece. And then when they had an issue with their mortgage lender, they came to you and said, hey, I'm not getting the service. I think I should. Can we chat? They're not the last. And they were they were one of two in that one in that 24 hour span who were in that exact position who I did end up linking up with you and then another realtor who's closer to the the Maryland line. Yeah, because unfortunately, they weren't getting the education they needed both of them, this client, and then the one that I mentioned was also in that same 24 hour period came off social media just from watching me and stuff. Um, They both said, at different points, my lender never told me any of this. My realtor never told me any of this. No, that piece was never brought up to me. I didn't know that I could, you know, like you said, get an inspection done. I didn't know that PHFA required a termite inspection. I didn't know that I qualified for more than one loan program. I don't even want to use PHFA now. Seriously, like you have to, if you work with someone and they tell you we've explored your options, this really is just the one avenue. That might be true. Like there are some people I can really only qualify them just a basic straight FHA. And that is still a step better than, you know, no qualification. But this kind of leads into the piece of if the people you aren't working with aren't educating you, you should probably be interviewing other people to work with. Now I'll I'll tell you, there's exceptions. There's one-offs where people are just, they're like, I'm not happy with my realtor and my lender because they're not approving me for a conventional loan and they can't find me a house for 150k. So <laughs> there are situations where it's you just you need to you got to get a gut check like as a client, you got to be realistic. If you do have credit too low for conventional and you do want a larger house, then we need to be we need to be realistic there. But in a lot of situations when your needs aren't being met as a client, it is because of the people that you are working with. Absolutely. Well, it's so important to educate. And this was great. Susan, thanks for coming on, not just for this episode, but for these three episodes. It's been, I think uh, it's it's a lot of good information, you know, why in terms of reminding realtors why they need good partners and, you know, setting ourselves apart, talking about going the extra mile and then closing it out here, talking about educating clients and how we can do that better. So thanks so much. Tell people one last time where they can find you. You can find me at pamortgagegirl.com. You can call or text me at 717-781-7708. I tell everyone I am professional, but I am casual. So you can hit my line whenever. It does not bother me a bit. And you can find me, PA Mortgage Girl, Susan Wood, on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, all the things. Super easy to find. And I would love to connect with you. Hey, I appreciate you. Thanks for coming on. And again, thanks for everything you do for, I mean, what you've done for many of my clients, you think about the one in York, like some other people. In fact, the one buyer that I have right now under contract, not with you, I was like, you really should talk to her. And I tried and it just, but you do an absolutely amazing job. You're the best. And uh, we appreciate you very much. So thanks so much. I appreciate you, John. Keep it up. Thanks so much. See ya. 
Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Survival Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. It helps others discover the show. Thank you so much, and we will see you on the next episode.